Hey sis, welcome to the To Get Her podcast, where we are growing and going together to get her. The her you envision when you think of your most purposeful, powerful, and profitable self. Hey sis, welcome to the podcast. Regardless of where you're tuning in from, you've most likely been impacted by this COVID-19 pandemic. The virus has seriously connected the world in an unbelievable and really unprecedented way. As we watch the physical toll coronavirus takes on our world, many of us are also slammed with the new working reality. At the time of this recording, the Washington Post had reported a record-breaking 3.3 Americans who have applied for unemployment benefits. In some form or fashion, all of us are really going to feel the effects of this pandemic and its potential to completely alter what we have come to know as work. For that reason, I invited my brilliant friend Kimberly B. Cummings to the show to share some insights with us on how to navigate the next several weeks and maybe even months. Kimberly is a career and leadership professional whose mission is to help women and people of color navigate the workplace, make more money, and become industry leaders. Her personal and professional development company, Manifest Yourself LLC, provides in-person and virtual workshops, trainings, and coaching to professionals looking to lead a dynamic career in life. My girl is a human resources maven and currently a diversity and inclusion HR leader at a Fortune 500 company. Whether you're currently unemployed or working from home or grieving a declining business, Kimberly is going to lead us in a conversation that will help us move from paralysis to productivity. Help me welcome my good, good friend, Kimberly Cummings. Welcome, sis. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to have you here today. I feel like people are in a place right now of um, just so much uncertainty. Sometimes these kind of situations can leave us with a sense of paralysis. And so how do we motivate ourselves to become productive again? That is such a great question. I feel like it really comes down to knowing what you need and how you need to function. And I think it can be difficult, right? Because from a young age, we're all traditionally going through the school, like we are dictated what our schedule is. When you get into the world of work, your schedule is dictated to you. When you are in the office, your boss is there, your colleagues are there. So as much as you have flexibility, of course, people see you and you are therefore kind of expected to go in a certain way. But when we're home, it's really up to you to kind of figure it out, like figure out what works for you. So I think you need to know what works best for you? What times of day work best for you? How long can you go seated right here before you start to lose it and need to get out there? How much connection do you need? I know I'm an introvert. So I see all those memes on Instagram and people are talking about, well, I can't wait until we're back outside again because I'm going to go to everything. And I'm like, I'm still not going to everything. (laughs) I'm still not going to go. So for me, that's not really what I need per se. I don't really miss like the the interaction, but in terms of my schedule, I know I work best in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'm someone who, if it's up to me, I would probably be at work at 7 a.m. if I didn't have a commute. So I get on, so I'll stack my day with what I need to be super present for in the morning. 
-hmm. And then the afternoon, I'll save that for like deeper projects and things that I need to work on and really be in the computer in an Excel spreadsheet, not necessarily interfacing with someone. So I think to maximize your productivity is to understand what you need in order to function. Mm. what makes you thrive, what makes you feel good. And, and while we're in this work from home environment, as much as you can, try and set yourself up so that you feel good and can be as productive as possible um, from stacking your schedule a certain way, giving yourself a certain amount of breaks, making sure you have a dedicated workspace, just simple things to make sure you can kind of maintain some normalcy while we're in the state. That's so good. That's so, so good. So how have you kind of created not just the time, but also the space that makes you feel really, really productive? So for me, I'm fortunate. I have a home office because I run my business and I'm still working in corporate America. Mm. So I do have a home office. So even within that though, like I keep my manifest yourself work very separate from my fortune 500 work, like from the work that I do there, because I need to make sure I can turn off and get back on when needed. And I can kind of put myself in the zone and get myself out of the zone. So the first thing I say to everyone is don't you dare work in your bedroom. Don't do it. Even if you are in a studio apartment, I used to have a studio before, go and work like in the kitchen, go work on the couch. I don't care if it's a little TV stand that you put your laptop on, just try and find a little space, a little corner that you can turn on and turn off the work that you're doing it doesn't have to be a huge setup in any type of form like not at all so i know a lot of companies now are sending messages out like hey like this is not permanent so we're not ordering you supplies like we're not doing any of that type of stuff um this is really in the interim um so do what you can to create an area for yourself to make yourself as functional as possible i recommend a kitchen table or a tv stand on the couch anything really but the bed because mm. um, I think when it comes to being able to turn yourself on and turn yourself off, it's important to kind of save the bed for rest. And if you start mixing and mingling like your rest areas versus your work areas, it's hard to really create those boundaries. Um, and that's where you start to see a lot of fatigue happen, overwhelm, anxiety, because you have this always on mentality when you start to commingle too many of those spaces. So once you find a comfortable area for you to go, kind of stick, try and stick to that area and that's where you're going to be. And I know it can be difficult. I have a lot of friends with children home now. Um, so one of my close friends, uh, she's a mama. She has two children that she's home with. Her husband is home working. So it's like, how do we find an area for mom, dad, two babies, pets, everything else. I think it's definitely difficult to see these are uncertain times and we're in unfamiliar situations, but do your best to find wherever your corner is that's going to make you thrive. Absolutely. And I believe that even in finding your corner, there will be moments where you will have to jump on a Zoom call with a toddler. We are living a new normal and that people are working, but they're also parents. They're working, but they also have household responsibilities that kind of fall in their laps because they are working from home. And I think all of this can be a little overwhelming. How do you create a pattern or how do you set an environment where you're productive, but mentally and emotionally, you're also at peace or at rest? I think it's in kind of developing a routine that incorporates that. Cause I, I think that I'm going to mess it up. There's some quote that talks about like, whatever is measured, whatever is not measured is not happening. Like mm. kind of the essential, like to the point of like, if you're not like intentionally doing it, like it is not going to happen period. Um, 
So I think we need to stop kind of waiting for the opportunity for it to occur, for rest and relaxation to occur, and kind of create routines for, it, for yourself. I know I used a few years ago, I think circa like 2014, 2015, I was phenomenal with a morning routine. Hmm absolutely phenomenal and I realized I had like maximum efficiency and productivity during that time because I had like warm up and cool down kind of scheduled into my day and I found myself over the past two weeks really kind of craving a little bit more of that and for me it's simple like I'm not much sure if anyone's read like the miracle morning by Hal Elrod he has a whole routine in there that I think is really great I used to do something very similar mm -hmm. right now I feel like I don't want as much structure just because of the stress and anxiety of what's happening. So I try and find at least one to two things that kind of help me. So for me, that means getting up in the morning and I have hot water. You'll see in my cup, I brought my pretty cup out today. <laughs> I have hot water with some lemon and some honey in the morning. And that kind of signals like, okay, like we are easing into the day. And even though it's like a 0.5 second walk from my kitchen over into my office, that kind of signals like, okay, my day is starting. I put my tea down. When a little after five o'clock, normally I wrap my day by like, I try to wrap by like five, 5.30. I put the computer down. I shut it all the way down. Like I'm not peeking at anything anymore. I started leaving my phone in my office. Um, so I'm really kind of disconnecting to allow myself some time to relax and, and plan out other things and just really turn off. Because I think when you're working from home, it's easy for work to dribble into all the time. That's right. And it's different when you're in the office. So I've caught myself 100%. I, I know I said earlier, don't work from the bed. I've done it a few times. I definitely have when I got home and I was exhausted. And I was like, oh my gosh, my boss just sent this. I got to hop on one more time. Just like, just like 20 minutes, just 20 minutes. That's all I need. Um, but some of the things I'll do is like, even if I have to do that, I make sure I put my laptop back in my office. I don't leave my laptop like by my bedside. That's good. Because in my mind, I feel like that means I'm still working. So I do these little tricks that I do for myself, whether it's reading 15, more, 15 minutes before I go to bed at night, um, having my hot water and my lemon and honey in the morning. I'm always trying to figure out little tweaks that kind of force rest into my day. So I think in this time, in this specific time, grace. Everybody deserves some grace. Um, because we are literally put in situations that generally would not be happening. I think if you have a remote job um, where take COVID-19 out of this, then yes, like we need to make sure that every single call you're on, babies can't be running in there. Like who's on the camera, mommy? Like, yes. Yeah, so I'm like, we need to kind of talk about that. I'm like in most, in most cases, kids may be in school or in daycare that would not be happening. But in times where the entire family is, um, social distancing together, I think grace is 100% important. This is a new routine for them. Um, your pets, they're not used to you being home in the middle of the day. They're just excited to be able to have you and like crawl on somebody's lap. So I think it's just important to extend grace as much as possible. But I think it also comes down to kind of talking to the family about the unique needs that are happening. Mm -hmm. I think um, I'm very big on boundaries and very big on kind of sharing what I need in order to be successful. So I think it's kind of, if you know you have a very important call coming up, like maybe you need to tell the kids. Tell the kids and the husband, I know like we're both balancing today. Like how can we both work on our schedules together so that we're not on the phone at the same time? Or um, you can handle the first part of the day with the kids. I'll handle the second part of the day. I'll let my boss know if possible, if we can please talk before 12. 
um, because this afternoon, that's when I'm kind of in charge of homeschooling. I think it's not going to be perfect in any way, shape or form, period. So let's just let that go. That <laughs> it is not going to be perfect, but see how you can implement some structure, some things that make it happen. Like I, I love all the memes on Instagram where people are sharing like, this is okay and this is also okay. I saw one that was showing like different schedules and it was like the school sent this crazy schedule of like math and art and gymnastics and this and gym. It's like, they're expecting these parents to do all of these things throughout the day while they're doing their job, mind you. Yeah. And then it was like, this schedule is also okay. And it had breakfast, frozen one, lunch, frozen two, <laughs> dinner, movie reading bed and it was like these are both okay because every day is not going to be perfect um and I think you just need to be flexible even I know with with you I know this week I rescheduled this interview because and that for me was just I was in a funk I was exhausted it was a terrible day at work and I knew that I couldn't show up without being like, I wouldn't be stank stank, but like I have a little air of stankness, like not my best self. And I was like, if I'm going to be on video and on audio sharing with someone else's audience, I want to make sure I'm my best. So I just asked for grace, like, Hey girl, do you mind? Just, can we please just push back? Or I will comment another time this week, but today the way my attitude is set up with everything that's going on, I don't think I should be interviewed. <laughs> Yes. And I brought this up during my last podcast about anxiety is sometimes we create anxiety because we refuse to say no. And it's so important that we set boundaries and we give ourselves the permission to rest and to say, this doesn't work for me right now. And I loved that you text me and you said, hey, I can't do this today. And I text you back and I was like, I really appreciate the fact that you're telling me no, because you are another woman who is saying, I matter, my rest matters, my mind matters. And I love that. And I think more of us need to do that. You still honored your commitment on a different day. I believe in saying no. I believe in setting boundaries. And I also believe that we're in a place where self-care matters. And again, I think sometimes we think self-care is self-indulgence. It's a spa or it's getting my nails done. And we find in this season that we can't do any of those things. So what does self-care now look like? It looks like saying no. It looks like closing the laptop and not looking at it after 5.30 or 6 or 8 or when at whatever time you set for yourself. It looks like eating healthy. It looks like going to sleep. And so we're kind of redefining what self-care is. And I love that. There's a lot that we have lost during this time, but there's also so much to be gained. I wanted to talk a little bit about networking because one would think that it would be difficult to network or maybe even impossible to network while we're all socially distant. And I know me and you, we actually met on LinkedIn. And so tell me a little bit about whether networking is possible during these times. I 100% think you can. Um, I love that you mentioned how we met because my I have a core group of girlfriends. We call ourselves QBs. Um, and one of them always gets on me because she says I'm like the master DM slider. <laughs> 
And that's essentially, I think I reached out to you and, and I was joking. I'm like, I, the message is better than what I'm about to say, but it's basically like, Hey, you're doing really dope stuff. I think I do really dope stuff. How about we just be dope together? Like, that's, that's essentially what I write when I see someone doing something really dope online. And I think you were fortunate enough to like work. We worked not too far from each other. So that's why I was like, ooh, in person. But, um, and I, most circumstances, I normally would hop on a Zoom call. I'd hop on like, hey, do you want to hop on a call for like 20 minutes? Um, I just love to introduce myself, see if there's any synergy in our work, see if we can uh, collaborate. I just love to learn about what you do. I think you could 100% network online. I just had a, a group chat yesterday. Um, I went on a retreat for two the past two years in a row um, with uh, over a hundred black women. And we've all kind of put together kind of segments. Like we have a New York, New Jersey coalition that, that went on the retreat and we all get together. Now we had at least, I think at the height of the chat, maybe there were like 10 or 12 of us on the chat at that time, like all talking to each other, just like checking in. I think you can a hundred percent network virtually. It's a little bit different. I always recommend if you can get on video, um, there's something that just can't substitute for that face-to-face -face contact, even if it's virtually instead of in person. Um, but you can hop on a call if you have to. I, I do push for like FaceTime at least or Zoom or something, but you can definitely do it. I think even now in this space where people are kind of craving some connection, folks may be even more up to it. They may even be more interested in having a quick conversation. And if they're not, circle back when things are less crazy because you never know what someone is dealing with right now. So sliding the, slide in those DMs is what yes. you're saying. Yes. I've met so many great friends. And I would honestly say, um, which is, I know some people may not agree, but I think that the online friends I've met have sometimes been better than people who I've known since college, since high school. Like you and I, like I remember we sat down and I was like, okay, so we are best friends. We are no longer just like regular friends because we have so many things in common that it was just so easy. And I think when you're almost hand selecting, like we think about it, like when I looked at your profile on LinkedIn, I was like, this girl is doing really dope work it is very similar to the arena that i'm in like i already picked out the commonalities like it's not like we met in a bar i looked at like your profile and i was like oh my gosh like this person checks whatever proverbial boxes there are for what a friend could be like and i think that's one of the beauties of online is that you're able to kind of pre-screen folks learn a little bit more about them before you reach out and i say because of that a lot of the friends i have online um, I'm very close to even more so than people who I met in person through college or whatever other means mm. because there were other things that we had in common that I was able to easily identify online that makes our relationship even closer in person. So what you're saying is that it's worth the risk. Oftentimes people are adverse to networking because of the fear of rejection. If you see someone, especially during these times, who you feel you could connect with and not just glean from, but also give to, this would be the time to reach out and connect with them. Yes? Oh, 100%. The worst thing someone's going to say is no, where they won't. They probably won't even say no. They probably won't reply. Right. Right. That's worst case scenario. And that's, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. And I think it's making sure I, I spoke earlier this week on kind of networking for another, another source. And I was like, people have to remember when you're networking, I don't want to go down that mutually beneficial rabbit hole. I feel like that's what everybody always says. But I say, make sure you're networking laterally. Mm. I think so many times when we network, we try and find like the highest person in the room to speak to. Okay. Um, 
we try and find that person's boss. And I think that's why sometimes networking doesn't work because think about when we think about the mutually beneficial concept, like it's making sure that you are both equally yoked, like in a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. You want to find someone where you both can give into each other and assist one another. So when a person already feels like they're going to be drained by talking to you because there's so much that you, they know that this is just going to be a Q and a for them. Like, well, how'd you get this? How did you do this? Can you help me? Can you help me? And you don't know them. That's a relationship where you kind of have to foster in a different way. Like you may need to go to a conference and see that person. You may need to find other ways to cultivate that relationship to get to the point of getting one-on-one -on -one time. But when you're networking with your peers, like I tell people, if you're in an event, don't just run to speak to the speaker speak to the people in your row speak to people sitting next to you because both of you are there for a reason you have a commonality already and that person next to you may be able to help you more than that speaker can i love that so much and it makes me think about all the opportunities that we are missing because we are committed to networking our way up when oftentimes the person with the key to our next open door is sitting right next to us listening to the same speaker so speaking of speakers, I am a speaker, you are a speaker, and we have a lot of friends who are speakers, and we are finding that in this climate, a lot of engagements are being canceled. Some are going virtual, but many are being canceled. I've had several speaking engagements canceled in the past couple of weeks, and so how do we keep our service-based businesses afloat? What should we be doing during this time? So I'll just preface this by like, I'm not a business coach. I always say that at first, um, but I can share what's been working for me. Um, so my, the speaking that I do, I traditionally, this, especially this past year, I've been working more in the corporate arena, going into organizations. So for me, many of my things have moved virtual because I always am able to share that, like, you know, during this time where employees are home, they still need learning. They still need to be connected. Um, and the same way you wanted me to connect with them in person through this series of programming or this workshop or training, let's try and do this online. And I've been offering that. I am more than happy to come in after the social distancing rules are over. I'm more than happy to come in and even just do a breakfast or do a happy hour with the team so they can meet me in person, like free of charge, not a problem. So I think for service-based businesses is finding how can you pivot to still make an income and how can you still remain relevant and still be putting yourself out there? I think it's very easy to get depressed, very easy to get upset, especially if you're looking at your bank account and you're like, I have not heard a ka-ching in too long and yeah. I heard nothing about my rent coming nothing. And that's why I think it's important to have multiple streams of income. Something I learned very early on from all the business coaches I've worked with is it's never good to be reliant on one stream of income. So I think this is the time to start thinking about what other streams you could be working on. So if you're a service-based business, what is the core of your business that you could also teach and offer as an online course or session. You see a lot of coaches now, coaches and speakers and consultants doing like webinars and upselling maybe one-on-one -on -one services to people who want to do something similar. So I'm a speaker, so something quick that I can teach is like how to deliver an effective presentation. Um, like, and I can make that for corporate, like you don't have to want to be a speaker like me, but how do you deliver an effective presentation to your boss? How do you present yourself effectively um, in a certain situations? How do you present strategic ideas? How do you assemble um, a good deck? that has people excited. I could put together material like that and package it and be able to sell that online. Um, 
as a speaker, you probably have, um, who's he, what's it? You have like rehearsed gigs that you do all the time. Like you have like your core, like three to five that people always hire you for. You can package one of those and offer it online as well. So I think there's different ways to continue to stay above water. But I think if you don't have multiple streams of income, this is the time to start thinking about how you can diversify and get into different things. Um, I'm also a big believer. This is an interesting time where some of the traditional fields that I would recommend are not necessarily available, but there are, people are still hiring. Companies are still hiring. These may not necessarily be the jobs that everyone would like to have, um, but there are people still hiring. Yeah. Are in all different types of types of roles right now. So it's not the traditional things that people may have loved to go through before, but there are companies that, so if, if, if funds really are an issue, like I know my barber, for instance, um, my barber is doing home visits. If he feels comfortable and you can say like, I'm not sick, no one in my home is sick, like he will come because he still needs to make money. My barber came to my home and cut my hair because I wouldn't be on this video if I didn't get a haircut. <laughs> um, he also is driving Uber right now too, Uber and DoorDash, just to make sure that he's able to, to make ends meet. So I think people are finding ways to still make money. Mm, so we're definitely going to see a rise in ingenuity and innovation in the next several weeks and months and years because people are going to be looking for and creating opportunities to earn income. I mentioned earlier that 3.3 million Americans have already filed for unemployment benefits. And so there are a ton of people in America and also globally who have been laid off, who have lost their roles. Um, and so there are going to be a lot of people that are searching for work in the next few weeks, months, and even years. Do you have any encouragement or any insights for a resume that would stand out or skills that you must have to do well on an interview? Anything that you can give us to help us through that process? So A, I feel for you. And it feels terrible and it sucks. So let's not pretend that it doesn't suck. <laughs> like it sucks. It feels terrible. It's, it can put someone in a state of a depression. It's, it just does not feel good. But I do think I was talking to my brand manager earlier this morning. We were talking about some upcoming things I'm working on. And one of the things I said was like how, one of the things I want to start sharing is how to recession proof your career. Mm -hmm. And what I always talk about is that you have to have a specialized skill set, and everyone can have a specialized skill set. Everyone. This is not, um, it's not something you have to make sure you went to school and you're a particular data analyst. There is something that you can fine tune and perfect so that you are better than others in the workforce. So I ask people like, what are those things that people go to you for? What are people asking you for help with? What is your boss saying? Oh no, I need her to work on this project because like, I know she's going to do it better than everybody else. How can you package yourself as an expert in whatever that thing is? Um, this is not the time to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. Um, that doesn't get you hired. It doesn't get you hired in any economy um, and definitely not a bad economy. I tell people when, because of the work that I do in talent acquisition, I get messages every single day like, hey, can you just connect me to, I, I really want an opportunity. If you could just get me an interview. And I'm like, I call that like the please, baby, baby, please approach. Like nobody wants to hire someone who's begging for a job. It just wasn't it. Like they don't like that's what it is. So what are you able to do better than anyone else? 
what is the unique value proposition that you bring to the workforce? Why would someone hire you over someone else? Get crystal clear on that. And that trickles down into your resume, into your cover letters, into your interviews. So that when people see you, it's like they know they are getting a specialist. They are getting an expert. And I'm telling you, every single field, every single role, there is something you can show your expertise in. That's such good advice. So become a specialist and then also learn how to communicate that you are a specialist. And this is probably the time to build on skills that you already have and learn new skills so that you can do all of that. And it can certainly be overwhelming. You know, I know that it has been for me in several instances where I've had to kind of sit down and realign and reconnect with God and pray and weep and look for his light in all of this darkness. And I'm sure the same for you. So how have you been able to find peace and to find joy and to find God in the middle of all of this? So for me, I'm trying to find my version of normal for right now. And just be super gentle with myself. I love that. Um, because I think it's hard. Some people are like, I know Lewis Howes, he's one of my, my favorite podcasts to listen to, A School of Greatness. He put this uh, thing on Instagram. He talked about the top companies that were formed during a recession. Um, and I don't want to quote them. I, I believe Uber was one of them. Like they, were, like they were all well known. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that these were all formed during a recession. So I think there's a there's a methodology that's like, this still is the time. Like this still is the time where you can push forward and get things done. But if you don't feel like it, I think you also need to give yourself that grace. Um, I'm someone who kind of looks for the balance, right? I don't think, I do think that a lot more things are in our control than we think. And it's not the time to just kind of sit down, lay down, like, you know, COVID-19 just took over everything. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm not going to be nothing. I'm going to wait until everything's over. Like, I, I don't believe in that. I believe figure out what is in your power and do your best to do well in that arena. So for me, what can I can control? Like, I think about how I can pivot my business, how I can continue to push myself out there. I think about... Um, my work and still making sure I'm showing up and doing great work every day. Even in my job, I'm like, okay, how can I provide relevant updates for my area when it comes to COVID-19? So what's changing? I'm proactively creating things to give to my leadership that affect my work so that they can see like, okay, like I'm up with the times. Like I'm still, I'm still able to uh, produce at a high level during this time. Cause I think Times like this, when we're going through a pandemic, when we're going through difficulties, I think is really the time where true leaders show. They show up and they show out. Like the biggest thing about working from home, I say, is that like if your boss did not approve you to work from home before, well, they had to now. So how can you show them that this is something that you're great at, that you don't need them to be checking over your shoulder every single day for you to show up and do great work? Like This is an opportunity for you to showcase your leadership skills and how you are adaptable to times like this and how you're still able to be effective. And I think it's, it's still grace, of course, right? Like it's not like you have to be like charging ahead like every day, but how can you still show up and be your best self? And what does that look like now? It may look different today than it will look in three months, six months from now. Um, but I really focus on trying to control what I can control and just giving grace about the rest. 
And I love what you said about being gentle with yourself. This is the time for us to be more gentle with ourselves, but also with one another. There's a lot going on in this world and work is important. Your job is important, but nothing is more important than you, your health, your loved ones, and your well-being. And so I encourage people to be stellar employees. And if you own a business, this is the time to do the work, but also give yourself a moment to check in with who you are, where you are, and what you are experiencing. So final question, is there anything that we are not asking, anything that we should be asking, but we don't know to ask? You know, they say you don't know what you don't know. Is there anything we should be searching out in the season as it pertains to work and as it pertains to what's next for us? Mm, That's a good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that question before. Um, I would just say, I don't really believe in the response. I don't know. Mm, I really don't. Cause most of the time, if you don't know, there's some other type of resistance that's going on there. Something else that's happening. So I think in this time when things are crazy, people will just rely on like, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And they're just, they feel that everything has to happen to them and they don't have an active part in making decisions. So I would just say, challenge yourself whenever you feel like, you know, I just don't know what to do. Cause I think you do know a piece of you knows what to do. And if you listen to this daggone podcast, you already know you can find resources. So There are so many folks, especially in this time, who are producing phenomenal content that was not out there before because now people got time, right? So challenge yourself to find the answers to help you continue to pursue your goals. Like, of course, we're prioritizing rest as well, but don't rely on, don't use rest as a cop-out response know the difference between truly needing rest and being anxious and needing to unwind and that being a procrastination technique. Cause I'm like, I know myself, like when I get overwhelmed, I go to sleep. <laughs> like <laughs> I just go to sleep. Like if it's been too, too rough or too crazy of a day, I go to sleep and I, mean, I will go to sleep at seven o'clock, seven o'clock and I'll be out like a light and I will sleep through the night. So just know the difference. Like, no, I know that about myself. I know when I'm actually legitimately tired and I need rest versus I'm anxious and over whatever situation I'm in. And I'm like, girl, go to bed. Like know the difference. So challenge yourself. If you feel like you're saying, I don't know a lot in this season. Um, Cause I think with what's happening, it's easy to just kind of use it as a response. Like I just don't know what to do. So I'm going to sit here. I'm just going to just, just do nothing. You know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, there are plenty of resources to help you take that first step. Ooh, girl, the gems, the gems. So after all of those jewels that you have just dropped on us, people are going to want to know where they can find you. Where can we find Kimberly B. Cummings online? Wonderful. So you can find me at manifestyourself.com. And on social media, I'm at manifestyourself, U-R-S-E-L-F on all social media platforms um, and on LinkedIn, linkedin.com backslash IN backslash Kimberly B. Cummings. Um, anything you need, please feel free to slide in my DMs. Yes. Let me know though that where you heard me um, to help me respond and prioritize a response to you. 
as expected, my friend, you have been brilliant. We are better off for having spent this time with you. I want to thank you so much for just making the time to share your insights and to share your expertise with us. You are all things Black Girl Magic, and I'm grateful for you. Ladies, thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Listen, it is a very sensitive time. Now more than ever, we have to go together to get her. She is still in there in spite of what we're going through in this world, in spite of where you find yourself in this moment, that powerhouse woman who has been created to change this world still exists within you. And I am committed to joining you to going to get her. Let's continue the conversation. Visit CordeliaManny.com to leave your comments and questions. And remember, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, let's go to get her.